Welcome to episode 53 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I'm joined by Kevin. We are two artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and just all-round shit-talkers. And each week we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Prime, Disney+, Plus, wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. Given the nature of these conversations, they are pretty spoiler-heavy, so just bear that in mind. This week we're talking about the first episode of Moon Knight, as well as, um, I think we talk about the Amazon documentary about uh, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, and we talk about some comic stuff. Unfortunately, Brian couldn't be with us this week, but he'll be joining us again next week. I'd also suggest you go back and check out last week's episode where we had Brian Doze from the Across the Bifrost podcast with us. That was a good fun episode when we talked about comics and movies and the marvellous Mrs. Maisel. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes, giving us a rate and review, a like and subscribe. Anything you can do in that front really helps us out. For additional content, head over to Instagram at The Endless Cast. We put images and artwork and clips up there, and it's a good place to comment and direct message us if you think we have got something wrong. Let us know what you think of the conversation. Suggest something for us to watch. As always, you can send us an email as well at theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. Episode 53 of The Endless Stream. 54. Episode 54 of The Endless Stream. Wait, I'm here. It is. Yeah, 54, yeah. Episode 54 of The Endless Stream. I'm here with Kevin. Howdy. Unfortunately, we don't have Brian. Poor Al Brian. I say poor Al Brian. Really, he's just abandoned us to do other things, I guess. Scheduling conflict, he couldn't make it. How are you doing, Kev? I'm grand. Not the bother. Nay, a bother. Uh, I was in Galway at the weekend for a stag. For a first stag. stag. Shout out. Bachelor party for our American listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bachelor party for the American listeners. But uh, shout out to Sally Longs, who were gracious enough to um, allow us to have a lock-in. Invite us down for a lock-in, and it was a great night. It was good fun. Everybody was really lovely. Sally Longs. Sally Longs in Galway. Best bar in town. It really is, though. They're the best. Great people. Shout yeah. out to Shane. Have you been, have you been there before? Uh, you, you know the I know I know who Shane owns it. Uh, Shane oh, is a cool. customer and he's a lovely, lovely chap. I did a HP Lovecraft tattoo on him nice. just the other day. Yeah, ah. so Cthulhu? No, HP himself. Oh yep. the man. Yep. The My man dad himself. told me. Do you know what HP sauce do you know what the HP on sauce brown sauce stands for? Hewlett Packard. No. Okay, go on. Harry Potter. Houses of Parliament. What? It means houses of Parliament. It's a very British sauce. Is that true? Yes, 100%. Because I saw... Okay. Don't you ever fucking question my father again, you piece of shit. I saw a thing that was like, what's a weird piece of uh, history trivia that's so weird you had to look it up? And it's like, the IRA had a submarine at one point in the early 20th century, maybe late. I saw that, yeah. 19th century. But they had no notion how to operate it, so they kind of just toured it around the States to raise money. Just going, hey, look at our submarine. And while they were doing that, there was a baker who saw it and was like, oh, this is cool. And he started making bread that shape. And that's where the sub sandwich came from. Sub sandwiches definitely derived from submarines. But I don't know if it was a baker was inspired of seeing a submarine owned by the IRA. Although at the time, I think it was early 19th century. 1900s? 1900s, yeah. 
yeah. yeah. But um, but because I don't know if the IRA, the IRA were called the IRA. But anyways, yeah, he ran a fact check. We'll try and get someone on from the IRA to sort of fact check it for us. Any 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 listeners affiliated with the IRA, give us a shout. Is this a is this a good idea? Is this a good route to go down? I don't understand the question. We're talking about would Brian about tell here. us to stop this line of conversation? Anybody with knowledge of the history of the IRA, the IRA, mm. any That's any better. historians that mm. know of the history of submarines and or baking. Actually, no, you know what? Anybody, any bakers, any bakers out there, there anybody, anybody who like n- knows a lot about sandwiches, hit us up. I'd like to talk to you anyways. Any bakers out there want to give me some bread? <gasps> Oshin, my uh, Emer's brother Oshin, is a fantastic baker and always makes bread for us. Mm. Yep, it is delicious. Um, I don't know if you know anything about subs though. But hmm. subs are indeed named after submarines. Uh, What's a hero named after? What's a hero? A gyro? A gyro? A hero? What's the sandwich? I don't know. A hero sandwich? I don't know what that is. Okay. I got into a period of making uh, my own Philly cheesesteaks at one stage, like real deep into it. Ooh. Okay, we need to stop. I'm still eating healthily, mm. but it's becoming harder every time I see something delicious. Yeah, um, just remember you don't want to be like me. And and no food. Um as uh as uh my old personal trainer said, uh used to used to drill into me, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. That is a toxic thought that <laughs> has been marketed. That's horrendous. To the fitness no, I'm industry. joking. He, nobody said that to me. I read that before and I was just like, that's horrendous. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah. I have to actually uh, make a correction on something I said last week. I was called out. I was Go called on. out on it today. Uh, when speak, yeah, Ooh. yeah. When speaking about my cousins last week, I said Sam's partner Megan, and I don't know why I said that. Well, actually, to be honest, sometimes I'm apprehensive about talking about people on the podcast because I think maybe they don't want to be mentioned in the podcast. So then I start to kind of like, oh God, I started the sentence, I'm going to have to finish it, and I get flustered. But um, but mm. uh, it's it's Jack's fiance. Uh, Megan, not Sam's girlfriend. It's Jack's fiance, which I which I know. I know all of this. I'm just an idiot. They listen. So they were listening and called you out on some Jack, shit. Or? Jack was listening. He's right to though. He's right to. He's, you know, I've I've I've, I've right. let my family down. I've let uh, Jack down. I let Megan down. Um, what can I say? You know, at the end of the day, the best team wins. Mm-hmm. You've exposed Sam. Uh, yep. Um, <laughs> Sorry, just sorry to everybody. Sam, Sam's birthday party tomorrow. Happy birthday, Sam! Oh. Yeah, we we, we also birthday, said that Sam. last week. But you know, there's another happy did birthday it, for him. What wasn't his birthday then? Um, or did we say his birthday? Was we next said his birthday was next week. What else did you do in Galway? You went to Sally Long's. Was it there for the weekend? No. So got down on Friday. Uh, checked out a few bars there. Then on the Saturday, went to. We actually went bowling. Um, Oh, cool. I've not been bowling. In, I love bowling. Ages. I love bowling. Bowling like, is I, amazing. I love it. Uh, and I came first and last. First in the first game, last in the last game. Oh. Yeah. I would love that if there was like... Like if there was a spot in the centre of Dublin where I could like roll out of work on a Friday, go bowling for an hour and then go to pubs. I would do that a lot. Um, But there's a... Well, like... 
yeah, okay, that, there's none in the city center, but uh, but like most Bolin and the one in Stalorgan's gone, they yeah demolished. Yeah, Bolin Bolin is like myself and a friend of mine a couple of years ago. I got really into it where we were going like two or three times a week, or at least twice a week, anyways, for about maybe hmm. six weeks. You know, did you think about buying your own? Yeah, ball? of course. After the first time, I've, after the first time I played in years, I think about buying my own ball. Got really into it. Watched, uh, I watched Kingpin and stuff. You can buy a ball with like a design on it. Yeah, and shit. I get like this. You get, skull. yeah, you get the fucking the one with the is it the one with the rose in it? The one, the, yeah, it wasn't a one with a skull in it as well. I'd get one with an octopus tentacle. Oh God, a real one or like a model? Um, like you know, a, a model. Let's say a model. Cool, cool. <laughs> uh, although Brian did send that picture of that hot dog with the octopus tentacle in it. And you know, I haven't made a thing. Yes, about, I haven't really made up to stop thinking about that. Even though, I like, do you do, do you want? I to would. Hear? Yes. Would you not be enticed by something like that? Oh man, octopus is good. I don't think I'd be enticed, but I would eat it. Like I don't look at it and go, "That looks delicious." But if you put it in front of me, I you eat wouldn't it. think that. Oh man, I've thought about it a lot. Yeah, I do you've thought about that a yes. lot? Yeah. Since we've been talking about hot dogs as much as we have been talking about hot dogs, yep. I, I I got a hot dog from a van at the top of Stevens Green on the way home from like a party. Um, and now I see the hot dogs in the jars in Tesco and I keep thinking I'm going to buy one of them jars. Oh, yeah. So they're in jars and you all made fun of me. No, no, no. You, you wanted the ones in tins. Yeah, tin of hot dog, a jar of hot dog. I can't remember. It's all good. Hmm. Glass is classy. <laughs> glass is classy. Glass is classy. Glass is Snoopy, have you got the hot dogs in the glass jars? Um, man, oh, I love hot dogs. But yeah, whatever. You know, everybody should go eat a hot dog. The cinema hot dogs are quite good. See, I just wouldn't. I don't. I don't trust the people they hire to fucking. They're, cook they're already cooked by the time they get uh, there, pal. That's not raw meat, I'm telling trust. you. Oh, I, I Jesus, don't doubt that that's not raw here, meat. I just, you shouldn't be fucking... Jesus Christ. Don't be putting down the people that work wow. in cinemas. Like, we're trying to get, like, sponsor... And I, actually, on, on, on the topic, we should, we, we're trying to get sponsorships. Any chance of a sponsorship? Do you know something? No, no I'm just... Can we get sponsorships? No, I'm just saying like, no cinemas going to sponsor us now because you have to put down the entire staff of cinemas. I'm not... I, I Look... I know anytime there's human beings involved, there's yeah, impropriety. Oh, you're the worst. I don't like the fact that they make the popcorn three days in advance. Who cares? I'd rather eat new popcorn than three days. I'd rather eat fresh popcorn from a glass. That's a, that's a very fun impression, and it does make me out to be an asshole. But at the same time, You'd prefer fresh popcorn. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel popcorn. like a hand cramp is coming. But, um... <laughs> See, he's not making faces. They don't translate well in the microphone. Um, what well, I was going to say to you, yeah, sponsorships. Yeah, I don't know. Imagine, if here, look, I don't know who listens to this. Um, but if there's a business out there, preferably a food one, hit us up. Mm-hmm. We'll play your ad at the top of our podcast, in the middle of it, and at the end, for free food. 
I'll take mm-hmm. free food. The lads don't need it. But Aiden's trying to be healthy. I'm I'm disgusting. I'll, I'll I'll take the free food. Doesn't even have to be fresh. It doesn't even have to be fresh. It can be the end of the week stuff that you don't want. I'll take it. Everything okay financially, Kevin? Yes. Yeah, I'm just deplorable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jesus, should it? Can you 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 can afford your own food, right? Yeah, but nothing tastes better than free food. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't think I've ever had a free free lunch. Well, no, my parents give me free. Yeah, you pay you pay for it in the other well, end. My parents are supposed to give me free lunch my entire life. Hmm. And I'm sure they'll expect you to either donate a kidney or look after them in their old age or something. Um, it's all it's all emotional manipulation towards uh, long term. That's why I don't want kids. I'm not doing that to them. And then I have no. I, but, but here, look. By the time I'm old, um, there it's going to be robots to look after me. Or else I'm going to live to like 150 at least. Mm-hmm. You think robots will be looking yeah, after you? I would say so. They're cleaning up the supermarkets. They're going to be looking after humans in no time at all. Are they, are they? There's, there's one somewhere in Ireland. They're they're dropping bombs. You know, it's whatever. Bowling. Excellent. First and last. Yes, I came first and then I came last. They, did, they didn't have Quasar, did they? They did, but we didn't do it. There's only four of us, so, you know. Be shooting children. Yeah, yeah. Play pool afterwards. Good times. <laughs> play, pool. play pool afterwards. Yeah, we actually did an escape room. That was quite good. Uh, one of them was in it. Oh, one cool. of them was set. It's the first setting we did. We did too. The first one was kind of a setting of an old kind of country pub, and you're looking for the recipe of the owner's kind of special brew beer. Beer, and and you're yeah. kind of trying to get it against the clock because lawyers are coming. And if they find the recipe first, they're going to patent it, kind of thing, like you know. And uh, so you're kind of running around this oh, little okay. bar. Uh, trying to kind of work all the different things out, uh, open up a secret room for other for other stuff, and it was quite fun. But the second one then was brilliant because you're literally in like a kind of like a bank safe with a like a caged uh, like you know a, a bar like, like in a like a prison cage or prison bars and stuff in front of it. Uh, all like the walls either side of you are full of safety deposit boxes. Some of them were open, or some of them you can't open. You have to kind of break into the digital codes on them. We had to use like one. Of, we had to use one of those like uh, electron uh, those like cameras that you feed into small like holes and all that kind of stuff to look into another safe to see some, you know, uh, messages inside there. And like it was a lot of fun. Turn off the have to turn off the lights then and let the the black lights turn on and see different things. It was great. Like that was the the, the a great escape room or something in, in Galway. It was awesome. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. I've only ever done that once, but I had a good time with it. Yeah, yeah I love them. That's like um, my third or f- technically. I've done five. Five? Yeah. Wow. I've never I've never set out to do them. I just have to I've just been brought along to them. Cool. Sounds fun. Yeah. Um have I done anything? I've just been going to a bunch of comedy shows, trying to trying to learn the comedy scene in Dublin. I did my second stand up performance yesterday. What's your stage um, name? AIDS. Uh, um, it's an um, abbreviation of Aiden <laughs> Sullivan. AIDS. I, I, I don't like that. <laughs> AIDS, the crab. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it. Um, stop it! No, it's fun and it's interesting doing. Um, like I've got a bit of an act, and it's interesting trying it in front of different audiences and getting slightly different reactions and seeing what works where. 
Do you um, get? Do, are you nervous? Are you nervous beforehand? And when you're on stage, you're okay. Or you're nervous throughout. Oh, jeez, I just thought something. Are you nervous throughout the whole thing? So I'm very new. Um, broadly, I am not nervous at all because I'm old doing this and the lengths of time that I have to do it. Um, I don't. I've done enough presentations and teaching classes and stuff where I'm just like, I can talk shite for five minutes to silent fucking stairs and go back to drinking. Yeah, fair. You know? It's fuck them. You know, that's that's my approach. I saw one guy who was like kind of having a, like a little like pace, pacing thing at the back of a room going. If you're not nervous, you don't you don't care and you're not doing it right. You know, like that was his kind of like mantra he was saying to himself, trying to justify his nerves. And I was just like, I'm going another direction. I'm going with fuck them. Yeah. I'm going to have you're fun. Right. You know, whatever works for you. But yeah, I get you. That being said, I was more nervous yesterday simply because there was a gap between performing it the first time and this time. And I'm like, I don't know if I remember it as well as I did going into the first one because I was quite prepared the first Mm -hmm. time. And also there were people there who had seen it the first time. And I'm like, oh, so now I'm I was a little anxious because like talking to people before it started it was like yeah this room can be just comedians sometimes and you're not going to get laughter you're going to get silent analysis yeah gross and i'm like that sometimes watching i'm like that sometimes watching comedies as well where like okay i watch so much comedy that i'll just be watching going oh yeah that's yeah okay watch it watch it by all means you're in your own home watching it and not like laughing is fair enough like but but i think in a life scenario uh, if you find a joke funny you should laugh Let's practice well, the, the thing is this. No, like the, the thing is you can. <laughs> um, a laugh can often. A laugh is basically elicited by surprise. Mm-hmm. And if you can. See the if you on. see it coming or if you're heard it before, you're not going to laugh at it. You know, you're going to go. Yeah, that's great. It's good. Like, it's funny. Um, but that the little bit of anxiety I had around it was being judged by people that do it rather than an audience you know and that went out the window the minute the people i had performed in front of the last time started doing their acts and i'm like oh they're just doing the same shit again yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i imagine it happens so i was like no a hundred percent it happened like every comedian i've got to know even a little bit in the last sort of two months two months three months um at this point i've seen their acts three or four times yeah but like you know I'm how just, many times have you seen a comedian say on a late late show or something and then uh sorry have you seen how many times have you seen a comedian on a late late show and stuff and then you see them live and like what looked like a real natural joke on the late late show is a bit from their set and it's just like motherfuckers yeah yeah but that's that's just the nature of it i guess and the, the thing is who was it as well it's like i heard i've heard you know i listen to so many comedians talk and they're just like you know Anytime I get anxious that somebody's heard this joke, I realize that like if ten percent of the audience have heard this joke before, ninety percent. Oh yeah, for sure. Look, man, you know, you know. Look, it's a job at the end of the day as well. Like yeah. you know, nobody gives. Yeah. A, nobody. Gives I think what I'm, I'm trying to hold on to songs every is gig. exactly, exactly. And what I'm trying to hold on to is the. Um, I'm not nervous about this. I'm just going to go up and say shit. And it's only I've only got five or ten minute windows and just go and sit down. Again. Yep, it is what it is. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Yep. You know. Um, so, um, I went to Stitches on Wednesday. That's a, uh, they do a new material night in Cassidy. So that's cool. Uh, I went to the Wellington 
on Baggett Street, they do an open mic and it's like a real pure open mic where you show up and put your name on a sheet of paper as opposed to like emailing in ahead of time, which is kind of cool. Um, it, it just means there's a kind of opportunity there, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, any of the other sort of uh, shows I've been trying to get on, you kind of have to email and you're on a wait list, you know, whereas this, you just show up and throw your name down, um, which is cool. Caught an improv show as well up on... Clam Russell Street and MVP, um, that was cool. Ad hoc comedy. Um, I, I wasn't quite sure what that was. I just kind of got wind that there was a show in this place where like, I do some improv stuff. And I was like, oh, someone's doing a show in the space we practice. Let's see who this is. Um, Anya Gallagher, Luke Canton, Mark Benson, Darren. I don't know the Darren's last name. Um, four really funny people. It was a great show. Really fun to see. And a fun bar as well because it's dog friendly. So yeah. like, I went to sit in the audience and there was just like a dog in the chair next to me. He was like, hello. And I was like, oh, there's a dog. And I got to oh, pet a dog while I was watching God. comedy. Which Perfect cool. scenario, really, isn't it? What kind um, of dog was it? Basically, uh, kind of little terrier oh, thing, cutie. like like the sort of Scots terrier. Mm. Oh, cutie. Um, boy, um, oh, so you've had a pretty busy week then. I did. I kind of committed, like I'm, I'm making an effort to go to these How things, do you have but the I kind of went this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm doing that, and then the next four days, I'm just vegging out at home. Yeah, well, that's fair. So this is me vegging. That's fair. Um. Uh, I. I'm going to need to recover the, these next four days because again I've got I've got I've got I've got something Monday and Tuesday next week for sure I'm not sure about Wednesday but I'm just trying to get as many trying to get reps yeah trying to get sure. reps gotta get good at this um, or at the very least I saw just want I to don't know if punch. I spoke if we, if we spoke about it I saw you live and you did great me and Emer are super impressed it was Thanks. genuinely good, and people were like super, super uh, enthusiastic about your set. Uh, it, it, other comedians even complimented you. Came over for for some reason over to me and, and complimented you, and, and, and kind of told me to encourage you more, which is not my business, you know. Yeah, and it's it's it's, it's very nice. Yeah, well, no, you got a um, you got a great so reception. So I have to, I have to, um, I have to put in the work then to justify that response. Yeah, you know? This is it. You've started. You started very. You did start on a very good foot. In terms of first, yes. first on stage experiences, you kind of you started high, man. It's only down from there, I'd imagine. But you know, keep telling yourself, keep telling yourself, it's it's the opposite scenario. It's only it's only up. You know. Yep. Uh, Chris Rockwell Smith. That is a wonderful segue. Yep. Like Putin marching into Ukraine, Will Smith stormed the stage and smacked the Kiev of Chris Rock's face. Oh, that's a brutal thing to say. Um, yes, I feel well in, in this in that scenario. I think you are right. You are right. Chris Rock is the unfortunate one in that scenario. I'm not. I'm not mm. saying like I'm not talking about Hugh or his joke or whatever way his joke was or whatever. It's just like you don't. You, there's in, in no scenario do you do you go up to somebody in that type of setting and hit them. It's it's yeah. assault. It's just assault. Uh, he could have he could have gone up and he could have made Chris apologize to Jada. Fine, but to be honest, Will Smith and Jada both narcissists, both sociopaths. Brian told me years ago, years ago, years ago. Brian said it to me. It's just like we were talking about Tom Cruise or something. He's like, oh, everybody's always shitting on Tom Cruise and giving Tom Cruise a hard time. Wait till fucking all the shit that's gonna come out about Will Smith, and I was like, "Oh, what? What do people say about him?" He's like, "He's like, like, kind of like, well, there's nothing out." He basically he called it that they're just like, "It's gonna come out, they're crazy," and he's right. It has been coming out, and um, I'm not impressed. I think fuck him. 
Jim Carrey said Jim mm. Carrey said that he'd uh, he'd have he'd have sued him and pressed charges. And uh, I think he's right. He also said that Hollywood is just this. He's like he was sitting there saying that Hollywood is officially just not cool anymore. He's like we're not the cool people. And I was like, yeah, fair. I fell on like I agreed with every side of that story. Right? If you went into a public place and said some shit about another man's wife, whether or not you should be slapped about the face, we know from our own experiences in the world that you are likely to get smacked in the face. Even in uh, comedy clubs, more run-of-the-mill comedy clubs, Chris Rock knows if he says the wrong thing, there is a chance somebody's going to take a fucking swing. And we've, like, I've heard comedians tell stories about, like, he said something that pissed somebody off in a fucking ashtray when up towards the stage. But I, but know? I don't think, I so, don't think that's, a, that's, I don't think that's a appropriate response to anything. You can, you can tell the person no, how you feel. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I approve of the violence. I'm not saying I approve of a violent outburst. I am saying that Chris Rock as a comedian is familiar with the concept that if he says the wrong thing, somebody might fucking take a swing at him. Now, Will Smith should not have gone up and I, I, I guess I just see every I see everything as like, yeah, I know better than to open my mouth about another man's wife because I might get slapped. No, but it's not. I know better than to go to a fucking massive public event and lash out at another human being. Like, but it's idiot, not about even you know? like, oh, another man's wife. It's about like, I think the issue was he made joke about someone's, uh, someone's illness, you know, and and yeah. Jada obviously wasn't impressed. You can see in the video, Jada wasn't impressed. Will Smith laughed, and she obviously mm. said like, "What well, you know? What the fuck, you know?" And he he was just like, oh, you know, like fuck this, and went up there and smacked him. But I just, yeah, I just like you know, at the end of the day, like even like you know as inappropriate as joke may be and as upset as Jada might have been like you know you don't go you don't do, yeah. like it man like and it, it, like, it really is just it, like and do you know who won a lifetime achievement award that night Samuel L. Samuel Jackson his first Oscar and a lifetime mm-hmm. achievement award and he got absolutely overshadowed yeah. overshadowed nobody yeah, heard devastated. about that, yeah devastating fucking Will Smith wins his first Oscar like it's like I'm all I'm saying is just like you ruined the night over a trivial tabloid bullshit because because you yeah. I, I, like, yeah. okay like as insensitive joke you couldn't like, take a joke like, you were saying like Jada, Jada never made an offensive joke with somebody Will never made an offensive joke with somebody fuck that noise oh there's there's footage there's footage of Will Smith making a joke about somebody's alopecia yeah see fuck it fuck it man there's footage of him on the Arsenio Hall show I think it was like fucking way back in like the 90s and there's a guy in the audience going that guy's gotta polish his head every morning you know like but the like this is the thing where it's like I don't think it's an inappropriate joke to make. I I I know that that might paint me in bad fucking light, but like he compared it to GI Jane, which she, was she shows up looking ready for GI Jane too. That was that was the line. Now him going, it was a GI Jane joke. It wasn't a GI Jane joke. It was a joke about alopecia, framed in GI Jane. I think it was. Like it wasn't a GI Jane yeah. joke. It was a baldness. Yeah, it was joke. a baldness joke for sure. It's a shaved head joke, whether or not like kind of whether yeah. or not it was about like like does did Chris Rock know she had alopecia? I don't know. You know, um, I didn't know she had alopecia. As far as I was concerned, Jada Pinkett Smith has always had short hair. I feel like it's not the first time I saw her mm-hmm. bald. You know, but maybe she maybe the had her alopecia isn't a new thing. I'm not. I I don't know. But um, all it is is just like well, it, it wasn't. It, 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 That's not. She's talk- apparently she's talked about it historically. If you're a fan of Jada yeah, Pinkett, yeah. <laughs> But uh, look, at the end of the day, I did I did agree with uh, with uh, I did agree with what Jim Carrey said because I think uh, I think like I think for the most part he was right. He I don't think he should sue. No, no, I don't think he should sue. Of course, not. Yeah. I'm just saying like with Jim but Carrey in like, terms of like, like just like yeah, look, you don't you don't do that, you know. Chris knows that if you open your mouth, you might get slapped. Yeah. Will knows 
better than to slap somebody yeah, over. It's very, he's made enough fucking jokes yeah. over his years. Chris knows damn well it wasn't a G.I. Jane yeah. joke. It was a Baldus yeah. joke. You know, like everybody in here knows what the fuck's going on. Everybody's right. Except if we see what the fucking Academy did or does. Because we live in a very organized, rule-driven, corporate society at this point. And the Academy, the Motion Picture Arts Academy or whatever the fuck you want to say it. Um, if you work in any office in the world, if you work for any business in the world, if you work for any multinational corporation, physical assault on a fellow co-worker or a member of their yeah, staff is grounds for immediate dismissal. Yeah. You cannot hit a co-worker or you cannot assault one of their staff members, even if it's a, even if it's a staff and public... Yeah interaction type of thing will smith in a professional setting hit a co-worker yeah i think it was disappointing man i i love will smith it was disappointing um he knows it was disappointing that's why he was crying on the fucking stand as well i i i i it's just fucking weird um it, it, yeah. Speaking, is it just about putting on a show of masculinity after looking like a fucking? No, that no. Well, like, yeah, no, it the, could be. But that, again, that, that's that, incredibly that relationship that's mas- has made him. Sure, yeah. sure, but that's kind of the thing where I'm like, his relationship has been such a talking point for the last three years, and has been such an odd thing. It was it. Did he feel like he needed to put on a show as if he was in some sort of control? No, I was thinking- is is that the root of it? A feeling Anyways, of lack of control. I, I like it's I hard. It's hard. You know. Then there's the whole side of it. It was staged, and there's people. I even saw like no, I even saw staged. yeah. I even saw professional wrestlers saying like oh like this is this is a stance you get in. It's just not. And I was just like no. You can tell by his chuckles and his laughing before Will gets on, get before Will approaches him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then cool. he's he's there's genuine shock and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, he. As I saw somebody say this, and it's perfect. If it was staged, Chris would have had a better comeback. Yeah, yeah. There, w- there would have been a joke. Yeah, 100%. You know? And I just don't see... If it was staged, I, there would have been like a Like everybody's saying, because everybody's getting bored of the Oscars, that's why it's staged. And I was just like, I don't think the Oscars want that kind of publicity. I think they'd rather like, uh, mm. uh, I don't know. A wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> what? Let's move on from the Oscars anyway. Um, but yeah, Oscars you, aren't cool anymore. I, I, I Celebrities you, aren't cool anymore. Um Hot dog sandwiches are cool. No, but the thing, the thing is, like, Kerry's right where he's like, oh, we're not cool anymore. And it's like, fucking Clark Gable in his 70s wasn't fucking cool. Like, like you generationally age out, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's a whole bunch of 20-year-olds that are the focus of shit now. You yeah. Know? And they'll start creeping their way in and taking over. Yeah, and, like Zendaya and Timmy, yeah. Timmy Salome and Tom Holland. They're all, like, they're the people are getting, they're the dudes, they're the, they're the ones that are getting the shows, dude, you know, they're the ones that are getting the movie deals. Bruce Willis is retiring, man, this is, this is, this is it. You just said Chimney Talon. I don't fucking know what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the guy that told Pinocchio when he was misbehaving, <laughs> right? Bet, though. Um, Chimney Cricket. Cricket. But, uh, oh yeah, Chimney Cricket. Um, but yeah, anyways, whatever. Ch- chimney I, Salad. Chimney Salad dressing. I saw... A shocking YouTube video that I never knew existed, and you might know this existed. I don't know. So, uh, shout out to my buddy Aaron King, a very very close friend of mine. He was over. You know Aaron. You met Aaron before. Um, yeah, Aaron, Aaron was before. over last week uh, for a couple of days. But um, 
we started talking about this Stephen Fry interview with Gay Byrne and how that was considered blasphemy, and it was, oh, there was great. there was a uh, an arrest warrant out for uh, Steve, uh, Stephen Fry at the time and all that kind of stuff because he technically broke the law here. Sort of, sort of. I know, sort of. I know, I know. It was like uh, what do you call it? Sort of. Uh, I think more than anything, it was like somebody somebody called for there to be the warrant put out because they have to actually choose to act on that yeah. law, you know. But go on. But uh, anyways, so we were showing him that. But when I was typing into YouTube. The Late Late Show. It mm. came up. Uh, yeah. It came up. The Late Late Show. Gay Byrne. The Late Late Show. Dead daughter. Was he? Was the what? auto complete or whatever you want to call it? What's that? What? What would you call that? Auto completion. Anyways, auto complete. Yeah. yeah. Suggested. Yes. And uh, I was just like, "What's that?" You know. So fifteen minute video, and I went into it on YouTube, and it's nuts. It's uh, it's pretty fucking harrowing stuff. Like it's pretty awful. It's shocking. So basically, the late late show, probably like late eighties, early nineties. Uh, Gay Byrne is doing his usual bit where they're giving away a car or something—a car actually. They're giving away a car, and they have a big, they have mm. a big container in the middle of the studio where they're getting one of the guests to stick his hand in and pull out a postcard with someone's name, address, and the correct answer on it. You know. So he receives the first mm-hmm. card and he proceeds to call the person on the card. And he, he's doing this bit like, you know, gay. He'd be like, oh, you know, the person reacts. He's like, turn on your TV oh, and blah, blah, blah. You know, and there's a bit of banter back and forth. But this lady, unfortunately, her, it was her husband who had uh, entered a competition. He wasn't there. He was out playing tennis. So she was devastated that she had missed her opportunity to get a new car because they needed one kind of stuff, you know. And she's like, oh, I'm going to kill him now when he comes home and blah, 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 you know. And he's like, I'm sorry now, the adjudicator's here. And he says, the person who's sending the guard has to answer, has to be there, has to be on the phone, you know. So all that kind of stuff. And uh, she's awful sorry, mm. and he's sorry, and they're having a bit of a nightmare with this thing, anyways. And they're laughing and chuckling, and oh god, you know, gay kind of does his like kind of like this, you know, these daft people type of sh- rolling his eyes and shaking his head and laughing, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. And mm. uh, so he, anyways, they they proceed to to um, dip in the bucket for another person's name. He pulls out this uh, uh, it's uh, a lady, I think, uh, from Limerick, I think it was, and uh, Limerick County, and and calls her, you know, and she answers the phone and. He's doing a bit and all that kind of stuff, but she seems cold and a bit like, you know, you know, not like kind of standoffish. And he's just like, for, for fuck's sake, you know, we had one one person who the person wasn't there. And then this other person is like giving me nothing, you know, and uh, he mm-hmm. kind of he just says something to her like, are you, well, you're watching or are you all right? Are you happy or, you know, do you know who this is? And he's kind of like, you know, just kind of just like kind of uh, kind of get her not getting a rise out of her, but, you know, bantering with her as such. But it's. Trying, trying to get some yeah, yeah. energy out of it. And then yeah. basically he said, like, uh, kind of, are you not happy or something? And she's like, oh, I am, but my daughter died last night. And he just drops, man. He just he just slumps. He just drops. He's like, oh, my God. And as it transpires, um, her daughter had sent in the... It was her daughter used to post stuff for her all the time and had sent in this postcard for her. It was the last thing that she had posted for her. And she was hit by a car on her way home the night before. And Fuck yeah, and off. Gay Byrne, like honestly, Gay Byrne is just doesn't know what to do. And he's comment, he says something to her, and then she's like, I'm sorry, are you trying to be funny? And he's just like, I'm not, I'm not, you know. And man, it just goes, he's like, I, he's like, under the circumstances, I don't think we should go ahead of this. And she's like, No, I want to, you know. So he's just like, oh, I want the yeah, car. Yeah, so he has to ask her, Just give her he the car. To, Was there a fucking game show? Oh, no, but he, he, oh man, it just like, uh, like it's hard, like I said, it's harrowing stuff. And, um, 
uh, he just said was she, was I think was she killed instantly and she's like yeah more or less like she died dude, dude I'm telling you you have to watch this video it's wild you know he's like, and she's just like yeah kind of she died two hours later and how old was she oh she was 33 and this and that and talking about her and her name and where they're from and all this kind of stuff you know and he has these two guests on it but one of them is a nun you know and he, she's and he's like I'm mm. sorry sister Mary there or whatever name I was gonna say if you could you say something nice to her about this you know and she's just like well I believe like you know there's no accidents in the world and you can hear the woman on the phone like it was an accident you know and she and he was just like well I mean like mm. kind of you know God's plan and blah blah and then uh, the other guest is a poet and he recites one of his poems for her and all that kind of thing which was kind of sweet you know but uh uh, he just it's just kind of like wait I thought like gay would be like I'm really sorry you've won the car I leave you to it good night you know my my sincere condolences from all of us at the studio blah 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 but he, he kind of just doesn't hang up and it just, it goes on for like a good like 10 minutes it's 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 rough stuff like but you you haven't heard of it no no, no I never heard of it no, either yeah I was shocked like I thought that'd be something that would just be like common Irish pop culture knowledge you know Are you googling it I don't know I'm kind of trying to find it there, but I think that that would be distracting. But I'll look at it afterwards. Yeah. I don't know if I can look at it afterwards. That sounds so horrible. I do. I do recommend watching it because, uh, like I said, it's it's uh, it's insane stuff. Like, well, it just shows you the, 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 the you know the ins and outs of light TV. Like, you know, at the end of the day, um, yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, kind of the woman, the woman won. She got the car, and he was even saying to her, like, "Look, don't worry about it. We'll be in touch with you in a couple of weeks' time. We'll organize it." You know. Hmm. Crazy though. I've never heard of it absolutely crazy i'm surprised that's not kind of discussed more or like i said that kind of more in the common pop culture irish knowledge if that makes sense i guess the thing is it just aired once you know yeah but but like but the thing is it aired once but like but then auto completion was i had put in like gay burn the late issue and then it had dead daughter was the was the following word you know do you know what? I bet you it start. I bet you it surfaces over the next few days. I bet you you'll find it on broadsheet or something. Do you else. reckon? You know, it's 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 it's, it's bubbling its way to the surface. Because we only we only the only reason I got onto it is because we were talking with Stephen Fry and I wanted to show Aaron the Stephen Fry interview. So mm. I don't know. I don't know. So sometimes stuff sort of works. I know, its way I know to what the you're surface. saying. Yeah, you kind of pick up on something, and then a couple of days later, it's kind of viral or it's around. You know. Yeah. yeah. You're just starting to sort of work its way up into the culture. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe this will maybe this will be the start of it. You know. I I, I yeah. Anyways, anybody who's listening, uh, like, it's, it's, like, 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 this sounds awful. It's fascinating. It's a fascinating piece of TV, but it's hard. It's tough going. Mm. You know, check it out if you want, but it's like, it's pretty, pretty wild. I've given you the gist of it there anyways, but. Yeah. Yeah. Just as a, just as a little aside or just a little asterisk, because we do have some international listeners. um, Oh, yeah. The Late Late Show is Ireland's national chat show from our national broadcaster rte gay Byrne was the host of that show from like the 1960s through to the like 1990s there was some suggestion that like the format of that chat show is like maybe the first instance of it worldwide like it's um it it's pretty old but like i don't know i know america's got carson and all that shit um yeah but gay Byrne, i think pretty you know yeah he, he, he yeah sorry you're right yeah I do remember when I was younger, that was something they used to say is like, we kind of invented the format, but I don't know if that's true at this point. You forget. We might have invented it, invented it as such, but I think uh, set the standard, the, the kind of perfected it or something. But uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's the equivalent of the British Michael Parkinson, isn't it? Or um, 
American what would you call him what's the guy's name but any of them really but uh, yeah like the Ed Sullivan yeah, show I was just trying to that think sort of somebody stuff. Chat, chat show and music yeah, and like just like it, it's funny it's a very kind of it feels very old fashioned now at the same time as well because it's very parochial it's very like we have the person that raised money for the charity from this village on you know or we've got the person who yeah you see fucking, it's kind of stepped away from that know, though hasn't it I don't think it has I watched it recently enough. really well it may be in Ireland but like uh, but then again, you know, I I I think I think uh, that's not a bad thing. Do you think the format? Do you mean the format stepped away from that? Well, I would I would have thought it just became more a little bit more international in terms of guests and people on it and stuff. I but, I know what you're well, saying. Well, maybe it hasn't because I've not watched it, man. I so I, I'm not just I'm just assuming. Yeah. No, like I, I watched a bit of it recently or, or over the last year, and I'm just like, this is this is um. <laughs> frustrating as well it, it also like all of these shows wandered to, I mean there's good and bad in that you know what I mean like these shows all wandered to a point of soundbite entertainment mm. which becomes very glib and kind of hard to focus on either but like oh, there is an element sometimes where you're like this is the most depressing story they could find in Carrie, in Kerry you know and you're like why am I spending my Friday night watching this misery um, but um, I don't know something a little more in depth and 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 of substance isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Well, anyways, there we go. But it it is just like it is just like I think we ha- I think I remember seeing like Tom Cruise on the Late Late Show and on Graham Norton promoting the same movie, and it's like the same movie in the same weekend. It's just like these are just drastically different vibes. Yeah, you know, Graham Norton being far more fun. Basically, yeah, I, just being kind of. Entertaining, I, 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 to be honest, let's not get into it. But I'm just like, I can't get, I can't watch Ryan Tuberty, man. I will, you know, Jesus, cut that because I'm probably going to be on the show sooner or later with the, with the success of this podcast. With the success of the with the runaway success of this podcast, yes. Tubbers is a great big Tubbers, uh, replaced Gayburn. Well, Tubbers replaced the guy that replaced Gayburn, yes, but um, he's like John Mulaney without the charisma. Or the, or the coke or the appeal no no well jeez <laughs> yeah I don't don't think I didn't see that joke too <laughs> okay um, so yeah libel laws yeah. in Ireland are very very fucking airtight yeah, let's yeah, not let's not you know yeah, well I just be it, 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 you know what his wife can come here and smack me that will settle it that seems to be the going thing nowadays. <laughs> we could do it on the later show. Um, I watched Turning Red. And? Did we talk about that? Uh, I said I liked it. Emer didn't like it. I enjoyed Someone it Someone said it's just a goofy movie. And uh, that's kind of true. It's Teen Wolf as well. What did, oh, well, yeah. Well, Teen Wolf. Yeah. 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 Teen Wolf is a you know a, a, a teenager yeah, know, teen experience. But is he changes. trying to go? Everyone thinks it's puberty. Is he trying to go to a concert? And there's there's this Max Max. He's, try, he's Max. trying to, trying to play trying to play basketball. Um, they um, there's even the scene where they're like hiding in the bathroom and he's like you can't see me like this and then he goes, you know, I know what this is. We all go through it kind of thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Where they reveal it's a sort of family thing. Teen Wolf is great. Um, Except for that part at the end when the man yeah. flashes everybody. That happened. That happened. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. Man um, exposed I himself. I saw the 
I saw the um the internet controversy. I saw some people going, I couldn't relate to this, I couldn't engage with this, these are awful people doing like they're just not good kids. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? I guess you'd like I mean, I'm not on a fucking pre what would you call them? Tween girl fucking mindset like a early 2000s tween girl mindset but like they were really fun they were really fun kids in a sort of boy band height era vibe the little tamagotchis and stuff they were crazy energy and um, i liked the design sense in the world nothing nothing, um, wrong, with the, the, nothing wrong with the characters or the 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 personalities around those characters in the show or in the movie i, I yeah. the, and then people giving out about the kind of the the menstrual connotations of it and all that kind of stuff it's just yeah like, what even people are like how am i supposed to explain this to my kids it's like well fucking yeah. first of all read a review yeah. and know what you're going to second of all fucking educate your children like it always bothers me when people are like how am i supposed to explain this to my kids and it's like you're just supposed to yeah. you're a parent yeah. you're supposed to teach your kids about yeah shit. and like i think you should know that people experience periods people menstruate yeah people menstruate and it's just like i i, I remember like at a young age being told that and just being like, yeah, yeah, okay, like, okay, and that's it, moving on. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't when I was a, yeah. I'm talking about like primary school age. But, the, like, my parents are very nonchalant. I don't want to get hung, I don't want to get hung up with this either because people have got hung up on this thing because the way it plays out is kid gets a bit uptight, parents notice something's going on, they go, oh God, is it this? We'll look after you. Here's what you need. I've got your back. We'll look after you. Supportive, supportive, supportive. She goes to school. She's kind of embarrassed about it. Her friends think it's this as well. They again allude to... They just go, you need any pads? Like, it's played really straight. Oh, I thought it was great when you, when you, even when you say the back with that. I think it's hilarious. But it's played matter-of-factly, maturely. Yeah. For laughs. Nonchalantly, yeah. In the same way that boner and like low key sex jokes are laced in kids' yeah, movies, yeah, you know, yeah, and like, and there's nothing sexual um, about a period. So, what's your issue with a period over a boner joke? And also, and this is the thing that got me right is that they they don't like it's two references, then they just get on with the giant panda werewolf and even, story like, and even if it is it's not even if it is like a kind of a metaphor they sidestep the literalness very yeah, quickly like but even if it is a metaphor great job it's well done and it's funny and like there's no harm yeah. if you're if you're you know what like if you if you have a child and they're approaching that age and it's something that you might want to talk about like that's a pretty fucking good segue into that conversation without making it awkward mm. you know what i mean like but also, like, what I found more interesting there is, what I found more interesting in that is not the concept of the, well, I mean, maybe it falls back to that as well. The, what's, what's central to it to me is the idea of a generational story of repression, an environment where great-grandmother, grandmother, mother and aunties all had to repress this or, yeah. element of themselves yeah. and yeah. keep it yeah. hidden. Keep it hidden, push it aside, not embrace it, not be outright in the world with it. They were unable to bring this part of themselves to the world. And here is a kid who says, fuck that. Yeah. I'm going to be myself and the world's going to love Yeah, it's a, ni- it's a nice way of how the world's been and more that's inclusive. A great, yeah, yeah. That's a great, that's, Anyways, yeah, that's yeah. a great message. Yeah. Um, I watched a bit of Our Flag Means Death. I don't know if you've watched any of that. I don't know what it is. 
um, that's Taika Waititi's oh, Pirate Show. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Don't say too much about it because I want to watch it. It's getting really good reviews. It's getting good responses from people. I watched the first two episodes. I didn't find it funny enough. I liked the world, but I wanted to laugh more through it. Did you see the new mm-hmm. Moon Knight? Oh, we jump straight. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. No, missed it. I sit entirely didn't see any of it. I can recap it painstakingly. Uh, after, after three months of talking about it, we finally watched an episode of Moon Knight. I thought there was going to be two episodes. Last week. Yeah, you hope, wouldn't you? Um, last week, I was very Bl- glib anxious about it because I, I didn't think it looked good. I didn't like a clip at all. First episode, I'm pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. I really liked Oscar, Oscar, Oscar Isaac is doing a great job. Is that kind of producer? Is he? Yep. Um, this is the first one of them where I thought to myself, this feels this feels like a movie with a slightly lower budget because I liked the pacing. I liked the world they were building. Um, the car chase scene and any of the special effects. I think what's happened, well, look, this is me just guessing, but I'm looking at it going, here are some special effects that are ambitious enough that they just don't have the budget to pull it off. Mm. Whereas in other ones, I'm like, well, they're pulling this off, but they're pretty fucking boring effects, Mm-mm. you know? Whereas this one, I'm like, this is ambitious, yeah, but it's not quite hitting them. Yeah. Like that car chase is a cool car chase, mm. but those cars look like, like I'm watching animation at that point. I, yeah, can, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Really. Uh, you're far more, uh, Astute than I am is a big word. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a correct word. Um, but don't, 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 don't uh, feel bad that you're hypercritical and I'm not. Well, please don't yawn. It's just I'm boring. You. Sorry. No, you yawned, and now I yawned. It's called a parasympathetic response. Um, I learned that from watching House. Um, people apparently, people who don't yawn when other people yawn are psychopaths. Yeah, so they say. Yep. Um, that was a test. You passed. Thanks. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I liked... Um, you, you talk about it. I feel like I'm talking to um, you. Tell me what you liked. Well, I, I I really enjoyed it. Like, kind of... And I kind of... Like, when I think back of it, it definitely had, like, movie feelings in my head, you know? Um, mm. But, uh, like, okay, like, kind of, like, Emer, Emer and I watched together. Emer kind of felt that it didn't divulge enough for an episode one of something. She's like, I don't know who anybody is or what's the point of anything or what's going on. So I get that. She has no idea of Moonlight because she doesn't listen to me. But um, mm. which is which is you know not a criticism. It's understandable. Uh, but um, it's like first episode, I didn't have an issue with any visual effects and stuff. Um, it's a little bit weird that Steve Grant is is a kind of. Um, kind of Mr. Bean-esque kind of blubbering type of character as opposed to what he is in the comics. However, I'm just I'm just not gonna not going to um compare this to the comics because it, it's it, given given Moon Knight's kind of uh given Mark Spector's uh mental condition and what what he's experienced, what he's going through and all that kind of stuff. Uh what necessarily works on page uh, on a comic is not gonna work on screen you probably have to do things approach things differently you know um but i mm. really liked 
Steve Grant as a character uh, and you said it earlier but that scene where he's uh, in the restaurant getting steak is so sad it's so it's sad yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I like this first episode man like when he wakes up and his jaw is broken that's brutal or not I'm, broken but this, I'm this, with you I'm with this. you dislocated yeah. Um, yeah it you know it's I didn't think I didn't think Koshnu was going to be so chatty. I think it owed a little bit to like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, fair. Or Hot Fuzz. And mm-hmm. um, there was some comedy, like some shots, like did he throw the gun? Did he throw the gun? He <laughs> he threw the gun, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't enjoy that. Like I was again, like we're half responding to some messages Brian sent us just to give us a little input. Did Brian, I did too Brian send messages? saw the I name see messages. Yeah, he sent a message. Uh, you must have because you just referred to it as if I had said it the steak scene um, oh the Brian well, that was Brian's message I thought that was yours that, that was Brian oh Brian yeah. liked it no. wow yeah that's surprising isn't it yeah um, <laughs> I was wondering why you were th- I was wondering um, why you th- I, oh, I, oh, oh god Brian I'm so sorry I got to the end of it and went oh F. Marie Abraham that's amazing and then I thought back about what I'd just seen I was like well, I didn't like that voice going off really it's I anytime okay I guess I haven't read enough Moon Knight but anytime I encounter Moon Knight he's this Conchu is this ominous presence to be prayed to and dealt with and 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 kind of supplicant to and whatever and this kind of goofy venom-esque this idiot just threw a gun kind of thing was like Ugh, yeah uh, to be honest he we... does talk in one of the books he does talk he just kind of t- has an internal kind of conversation with him one of the books but i cannot remember if it's like that chit chatty i don't remember Kosh. i wasn't even expecting to be that chit chatty as you said like like oh he drew the gun he said he drew the gun i was this guy again you know but look 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 i I, i'm not giving out about that though you know um Mm. uh i really liked what i saw and i liked kind of the reveal of moon again and i'm 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 going to watch this episode again and it'll be the first time that i would have rewatched any of the episodes of any of the tv shows i believe but that's, yeah. that, there's a bias there. But I'm excited for it. Um, but I want to see Mark Spector. I would love to see Jake Lockley, but I want to see Mark Spector. I want to see the, the Jewish boxer mercenary badass. Yeah, I mean, I think Isaac is such a good actor yeah. that the um, the the way he carries himself is so... Like it, it is amazing the way he carries himself and how a shift of body language shows you a completely different character. When you see the two of them, in um, when you see the two of them in that bathroom scene, mm. and you you see Stephen's body language and you see Mark mm. just give me control, I got this. I really do wish like it's such quibbling, but like I really do wish that like the suit weren't so plasticky you know like i wish that head wasn't such a you know like when you think about the way they did it with daredevil and it's clearly just a bandana around his head you know know. what i mean like i know i i wish it wasn't like i know there's a plastic face plate here it feels with a light thing that sits on top of it with a with a it's not cloth again it's probably a a a rubber sort of faux cloth sitting over that as well It just looks bulky. I wish the hood was just a hood and didn't have like a fucking embossed moon on it. I know again. No, I, 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 
that might be in the I comics know, somewhere. But, but, I, just... but it's look, you know yourself, man, they draw these comic book characters, you know, for costumes. So many times, like, there's always different little nuances to each one and stuff. I do wish, though, I do wish that, like, uh, the costume was a little bit more reminiscent of a straightforward white costume from the comics. However, um, yeah. they're, they're, they are, if they are going down a super... If they are, however, if they are going down a supernatural route... Uh, I get it. It's mummy-ish, you know. But um, I do like it. Don't get me wrong. I do like a lot of it. But there, there, like, it's, like, there is an aspect of it, and there's an aspect of the Mister Knight costume that feels very uh, how uh, crafted. Do you know what I mean? Feels very produced. Yeah. And I just wish it was. Yeah. I wish it was less produced. Like, like Daredevil's, as you said, Daredevil's costume just feels like he put it together somehow, and that's all right. I, I like the idea of him as this this you know zealot mm, mm. following an Egyptian deity and people think he's out of his damn mind and he puts the costume together as opposed to you know white spawn where the, the thing just sort of assembles itself around yeah. him yeah that's true um, I was, I was going to say spawn as well yeah do you reckon there's any chance we see the Shalvi bird armour yeah, yeah, I reckon that that could potential be potentially in there somewhere in the mix, and I I would love the uh, I think what I would and I, I I'm sure Brian and I uh, probably both agree on this, but uh, he'll kill me for speaking with him for speaking for him. But uh, I'd like that episode, Mister Knight in the apartment block. Yeah, I feel like it's common. They've shown us the guy in the suit, you know. Mm-hmm. They've shown it with the sleeves rolled up. Like that's pretty specific to that, and also it's a it's it's an opportunity for a Disney show to have a hallway scene. Yeah, true. And Disney should, like like televisual Marvel loves a hallway scene. Yeah. If we've learned anything from Daredevil, yep. Daredevil, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones, The Punisher, The Punisher again. Um. Like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's much else to say, is there? Um, uh, Ethan Hawke, what did you make of Ethan Hawke? Uh, I love him, I'm, I'm a fan of him anyway, so... Again, uh, I, I love him, I'm a fan of him anyway, so again, like, I can't really... Uh, I wouldn't. I, I thought it was a cool character, I like that scene where he, he says, like, the... Kind of, whatever the cult type of thing is, because it's, it, it, it's a... It's a kind of a following another Egyptian god. It's not Koshnu. Koshnu is another. It's Koshnu. I always say Koshnu, but you know, you read it once and it's in your head. But um, Kanchu, Kanchu. But uh, it's um, it's Anubis or something, or it's a different god. But I did like that scene where he kind of just says like kind of bow and everybody starts bowing and 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 uh, Steve's like, oh, cool. That was yeah. a great moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is he still? Oh, here? he's trying, but he won't give him the the scarab. Really good stuff. Uh, but Ethan Hawke, yeah, I yeah. like the man. Like. Like, again, I what? So it loses me a little. Ethan Hawke confronts him in the museum, mm-hmm. and 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 takes a, an evaluation of his spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, weigh, weighs the good and the bad. And then the doors open and a tour comes in, and he lets him go. And the next shot, he's still in the museum, but it's empty night yeah and Ethan Hawke is on a tannoy announcing to the room give me back the scarab that was a weird 
jump right it's like it's like Ethan Hawke just hung out for the day yeah wait, watched wait, him work in the gift shop finished yeah I do I did it's, it's I did think that moment. was a little bit of an odd moment maybe that, that, that deserves a rewatch but when I I'm trying to think of examples of the sort of like Edgar Wright Shaun the Dead Hot Fuzz kind of esque things I think one of the things one of those moments is when he's looking into his aquarium where he had a fish with one fin yeah yeah and he has a fish with two and he just goes what the fish <laughs> yeah, and it cuts to yeah, him yeah. in the aquarium holding yeah. the fish man it's a good show like I like what I saw so far yeah hmm. I just wish some of the effects weren't so rubbery I know but sure look look we we, 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 we we can only hope for so much you know at least it wasn't complete uh, dumpster fire um, I was saying the last thing I have is that like I just wish I wish <laughs> I wish some of the effects weren't so rubbery and I think it does speak to the production values and speaks to the 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 thought going into it that that car chase is cool unlike the Falcon and the Winter Soldier one where they like ran in front of one truck to sneak into the convoy and kind of just showed themselves to the driver that was frustrating yeah didn't make a lick of sense not not for like Um, four tactical (laughs) uh, tactically trained super spy soldiers whatever yeah Um, I just think that I think there's some I think it's a lot I really liked the car chase and just annoyed that I'm looking at it going, this is this is rubber, this is CG, mm. you know. Um, I wish it, I wish it didn't feel this way, you know. Mm. When we get a shot above the truck and it's turning around 360, and I'm like, oh, I'm watching a video game, yeah, you know. Like it's cool, but it's like, it's it's just me being, it's just me being having animation eyes, as yeah, Bob. Fair said one day when looking at me working he said I see you two are cursed with the sight yeah. <laughs> hilarious where do we leave where does that leave us then he's in the Moon Knight suit he's walking out of the bathroom mm. into the museum where in theory Ethan Hawke and his crew are mm-hmm. or do we cut to him somewhere else much later now um, it's not going to open with him fighting his way out of that museum oh no no I think it's going to move on mm. I think it's going to be like yeah. Ethan and all of them are going to scarper and then uh, kind of Stephen's going to be left with the devastation of whatever happened the transgressions between Moon Knight and whatever that monster was and he's going to yeah. think was it all real I, th- I think the thing is some of it I think some of the thing with it is that I wish I wish Moon Knight were beating the shit out of somebody rather than a CG thing. Yeah, I hope that lets us off the hook for the violence. You know, it, yeah. it feels like, like he, when we first saw that, I'm like, cool, he is knocking the shit out of some asshole. And when I see it's just like a CG True. Anubis or yeah. dog thing, I'm like, this is a safe way to have violence without it having an effect on it. Because that's a big thing in like TV and movie and sci-fi. It's like. Like you know, you can kill as many people as you want as long as the blood that comes out is blue. Oh yeah, like man, because you know, then they're grown, not humans. Like it's, obviously, grown up watching cartoons, you'd watch, you could watch uh, humanoid robots, robots get decapitated all day long. Mm. You know, as long as they weren't robots, humans with red blood, it's okay if they're like if they're humans or blue blood that spark off when they get when they get decapitated. You know, I'm gonna run and get my charger. One yeah. second. I I assume you still have your headphones in, so you can probably hear me as you're walking away. Yeah, I just wish that they'd. I guess it had been some of the zealots rather than um rather than this sort of fantasy creature. That being said, seeing that creature 
the way they played out where it pounced on him and you cut to outside and you see the sink coming out and you just have a glimpse of the creature trying to scramble out of the room realizing it picked up more than it could chew that was kind of cool it made him it made him creepy um which is great yeah like i'm like to be honest i'm probably gonna watch the episode again like kind of tonight maybe or tomorrow but yeah i'm gonna watch it <gasps> yeah um, I'm, I'm i'm considering throwing it on again um, getting a cup of tea going to bed and putting it on yeah yeah i definitely think i will be going to see maybe batman when uh hopefully tomorrow man you know it's it has been like a very hectic tough couple of weeks with uh, everything going on yeah. and you know um yeah super hectic like not had a moment like geez me and Emer were just saying the other day it was like after two weeks i think it was like tuesday pass was like the first night that it was just us you know that we could like watch something mm. i think we put on like whatever show we were watching you know but um so it has it has been it has been hectic uh we watched we actually were able to watch some of the bad vegan documentary on netflix which is wild but um but no but so i have not have had a moment um been super 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 busy in work and lots of late nights and lots of stuff going on but uh yes tomorrow hopefully if not sometime this weekend depending on the weather if it's a little bit mucky we can go to the cinema if it's not obviously we'll go outdoors do some outdoors activity mm. but uh i'd say i'd say this weekend anyways fingers crossed i am hoping to see it but cool. Bad Vegan on Netflix is a really, really strange documentary of a lady who had pure food and wine uh, was her restaurant in New York. It was like kind of like, you know, the it restaurant. It was pure uh, vegan restaurant, all this kind of stuff. Then she gets associated with a fella who essentially is a con artist madman. And basically the whole thing just transpires into what would seem like Stockholm Syndrome. Um, watch it though. It's nuts. Um, it's hard to know how complicit she was in some things, uh, but I but he is definitely not a good dude and took advantage of her. But it's insane. It's like it's Fuck. like she seems like a really smart person. She was obviously vulnerable. Uh, he was cause she he had kind of almost convinced her that he was going to make her dog immortal, and that Jesus. they would be immortal and like you know, just just wild stuff and like you know she even it's herself like kind of. You know, when you're mad enough with somebody and, you know, they're telling you these things, you kind of, you kind of believe them. But it's just like, I don't judge you for feeling like that. You were obviously in a place in your life. But if Emer started turning around and telling me she could make the dog immortal and stuff, I would be very concerned. Well, Emer hasn't told you she's the Messiah. No, she's not. Plus, we don't have a dog. So that would even be more, more cause for an arm. Oh, yeah. You still don't have a dog. Yep. Thanks for being that in. You should have a dog by now. Not to tell, not sure we can't sure because we're renting apartments and people who rent don't have the same rights as homeowners. Aye. Fucking bullshit. I um I watched um on Amazon. I watched uh, Lucy and Desi, which is a new documentary directed by Amy Poehler about Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, and it was very nice. I know it's a Lucy very good Ball. Who's Lucy Ball? Lucille Ball. Lucille, I love Lucy. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know. Desi was obviously her husband, is it? I know. Desi it, was uh, the husband. Yeah. Um, it, It's a really beautifully put together story of their lives. There's no scandal in it. 
Um, it's just if you have an interest in sort of comedy history or television history. Te- television history for sure. Um, yeah. um, the stuff that they did, like that was like the first sitcom, right? Essentially, it was essentially one of the first sitcoms, mm. and they sort of pioneered the sort of three cameras moving. Yeah. Process and the multicam process and. It's interesting them talking about the fact that they went, look, this is fucking expensive, so we're going to rehearse the hell out of it and we're only going to do it once in front of a live audience. So the cameras are only rolling once. Mm. <laughs> um, there's stuff in there where it's like, you know, they recorded 40 episodes of season one and as they were rolling into season two, they realized she was pregnant. And that was something that they were like, oh, we, can not, we can't have a pregnant woman on television. They're like, everyone loves this show. We're just going to show what it's like to be a person who's pregnant you know and they they did that and it was kind of groundbreaking for the time and they even then went on to say that uh, again this is this documentary maybe there's another reason but they were like um everybody liked i love lucy that show was huge and she needed to go on maternity leave so they ran previous episodes and that's not a thing that had ever happened yeah so they invented the rerun mental such a sort of funny um they 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 became you know the face of every brand in America they were selling cars and home goods and everything going had Lucy and Desi's faces on it they founded Desi Lou Studios which gave us Star Trek and Mission Impossible and Hogan's Heroes and that's insane the Untouchables the Elliot Ness thing like they they made so much television through the 50s 60s 70s um like it's it's mad. It's absolutely mad what they're sort of responsible for. And it was really nice to see some backstory on her early life as well, because I didn't know anything about sort of like, you know, what how she first got into entertainment or what her what her family background was like. Um, I, I'm kind of I don't know that you can spoil documentary. This isn't a this isn't a. You know, this isn't a, a, a true crime thing, you mm. know, it's just like a really nice telling of the story. Like um, the the story of like the fact that they were raised by their grandfather, the fact that Desi fled Cuba during the revolution, like their family had been really well off. And, you know, at one like they had been city officials for their town. And then mm. one day they were just like, everybody drop everything and run. There's a mob coming up the street and we just can never come back. And it's kind of just fucking fascinating. Um, the the heights they achieved, the the sort of uh, the place they hold, and the sort of heart of America, and then kind of the frustrating thing that happens where you know when you're in that, you think nobody's ever going to forget about this. This is groundbreaking, world changing, technological, social, cultural change. Nobody's going to ever forget this, and all it takes is a lifetime. Yeah, and I know. Yeah, you've got a generation of people that are like. And when I say a lifetime, I mean, you know, she lived her life. She, I think she probably passed away in the 90s, maybe. Maybe the, maybe I'm overselling that. But, like, she died at 77, I think. Um, but, you know, 10, 20 years later, you've got a bunch of kids that have basically never heard of her. Yeah, like, yeah. I think I think my, my first uh, kind of awareness of her and all that kind of stuff and I Love Lucy and stuff was Family Guy. References and Family Guy. Really? Okay. I would say so. Yeah. They used to show it in Channel 4 around lunchtime. I watched it every day 
I would have I said I would have I don't summers. know if I would have watched I Love Lucy. I'd have to Nah, I don't think it was. I don't think I did. I Love Lucy. I watched I watched uh, Get Smart, I Love Lucy. Uh I think Fame was on as well on like RTE. Um there was Chaplin's on Steve Reeve Tarzan's things. I watched all of this old shit on during the summer. Uh, I would have watched yeah. Be uh, Bewitched. Um Oh yeah. Bewitched. And I Dream of Genie. I Dream of Genie. The Man from Uncle, uh, yes. the Avengers. Uh, the uh, there was a there was a submarine. Oh yeah, the Avengers. That was cool. There was a submarine show as well. Um, like, well, you had Stingray. Um, yeah, but there was like it was like a it was a live World War Two black and white thing. Journey to the, it was like dive, 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 or ten thousand. It wasn't ten thousand leagues under the sea. Mm. Journey to the deep. No, no, I can't remember the name of it. Um, the land of the giants as well. Is that? I don't remember that one. Was that, what, was that what that was called? It it was kind of a Planet of the Apes thing where astronauts landed in a planet where everybody was like 50 feet tall. So there was basically kind of a borrower's vibe. Yeah, you know, yeah, they were trying to survive and get off the planet. Yeah, on this. yeah no, definitely remember yeah. uh, Man from Uncle, Bewitched, uh, Avengers, and uh, I Dream of Genie. I Dream of Genie, Bewitched in particular. Well, I Dream of Genie because I, I loved it. Mm. I thought it was great. Um, yeah. She was... She was quite attractive to me when I was a child mm. genie yeah he like he likes a genie yeah um. so Lucy and Desi on Amazon I would recommend it it's a really nice watch if you're if you're a bit sort of burnt out from true crime it's just lovely to hear the story and um, I, I definitely got kind of emotional towards the end of it just because you know you, you start talking about people at the end of their life and I'm sort of post grief type of thing so I'm sort of susceptible to fucking having a breakdown yeah fair um, but um, it's pretty good and I think there's probably a little bit of like synergistic co-production going on because at the same time as or very recently as well they also put out that Nicole Kidman Javier Bardem movie The Ricardos which was written directed by Aaron Sorkin which is this, their story again I guess um, which I haven't watched and might now off the back of having watched the documentary. Mm-hmm. And what did what just I thought the did Jess was what was the lady who won uh, best actor in the Oscars? Christina Hendrick or Jessica Chastain? Chastain. What did she win that for? Uh, the Eyes of Tammy Faye. Okay, okay. I was trying to think. I thought there was like I thought there was an I Love Lucy Lucy biopic. The Ricardos, yeah. Oh, that was that's called. That was Nicole Kidman. Oh, okay. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So, uh, they were really... Lucy and yeah. Lucy and uh, Ricky Ricardo. Those were the characters in okay, Hello okay, Lucy. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, Apologies. Yeah. Um, not at all. There's uh, American Gods. Gillian uh, um, Anderson. Anderson is. You watching American Gods? No, I watched it. I watched it ages ago. Gillian uh, Anderson yeah. is in it, but there's a whole I Love Lucy type of tropes and all that kind of stuff, and it's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. It's so well done. Um, yeah. she's excellent that's season one though I, I feel like season two kind of start watching season I feel like that show kind of lost its way yeah there's an episode one of the one of the best opens in that episode of a, a slave ship going to America it's, it's brutal but uh, it's a fan, the Nancy story oh it's a fantastic uh, opening it's it's terrifying it's so good yeah. but um, yeah. uh, movies I'm going to watch this weekend uh, next week I don't know when I get a chance um, but movies I'm going to watch uh, it, when it, between now and next week I'd imagine is 
Uh, nothing to hide. Don't know if you heard about that. I believe it's no, on. Ne- I that. believe it's on Netflix. Basically, it's a it's a French movie, and basically, just a bunch of friends get together. They all decide to like kind of just throw their phones in the middle of the table, and if they get a text message, they have to read it out to the group, and it just gets like wild, wild. you know. Mm. Flesh with Sebastian Stan on Disney Plus. Uh, fresh, fresh. I think it's called. Okay, um, sounded like he said flesh. No, fresh. Or is it called flesh? F- fresh or flesh? Fresh. Fresh. Uh, with Sebastian Stan on Disney Plus. Um, and Night Ride on Netflix, which I know nothing about. There are three movies I'm going to watch. They were recommended, so. Night Ride. Irish movie? I don't know, buddy. I really don't know. Oh, and I want to watch the, the, the Boiling Point, is it called? The chef one. Yeah, I watched I watched the little like preview you get on Netflix mm. that and I was like it's Stephen Graham as well. Yeah. Like it it was pretty pretty gripping. Yeah. You know, yeah. in a, like a little ninety second I kind of um, um Yeah, I saw that as well and it's kind of like it really does a good job of giving you that like uh kitchen, hotel kitchen or restaurant kitchen uh hectic vibe, you know. I've I, I've kind of grown up with my father as chef. Uh I've experienced it, I've seen it. Uh, it's an, I I remember like the the stark realization at a young enough age of sixteen, I'd done a summer in the in the hotel my dad worked in, and kind of being like God like relieved you know I'm going back to school and stuff and it just hit me like a ton of bricks like that jeez that's not my dad's summer job that's my dad's everyday job how the hell does he do it you know it's a, it's a fucking grueling job like he's been doing it over forty years it's insane yeah it it definitely sounds. I like ugh, look. It's a it's a crap uh, it's a crap bone of contention with it. But any time I've considered restaurant work, I've just thought about the actual cleaning of things. I was like, I have no interest in yeah, fair. <laughs> I have no interest in yeah. the, the clean up. Yeah, ugh. yeah. Um, Night Ride is on Netflix. Um, it is uh, Mo Dunford. Okay, um, so it is an Irish one. Joanna Ribeiro, Gerard Jordan, Gerard Jordan. Um, small cast, real time. Um, I don't know if I spoke about this. I did get a preview of this movie. I, I might have said it to you guys on the quiet, but I got to watch it in a preview. Um, it's cool. There's a moment in no, it. No, no, don't don't give me anything. Because Aiden, if you tell me something, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching. It's gonna be on my mind. It's gonna be in the front of my lobe the whole time. All right, you should watch the movie. Yes. Um, I can't. Big I, fans of Mo Dunford on this podcast yeah, ever since uh, the dig and um, Nightlink. Uh, Night Link, our short film, and um, Aiden short film. See the fucking thing we watched with Mo in it. Um, um, Saints. Oh no, what was it called? Well, he's in he's in he's in Vikings and a bunch of stuff. Um, but um, oh, he's in the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is he? Yeah. Is Mo too big to? Be- Did you watch it? No, I'm not yet. No, I will watch it. Is he too big to be on the show? I don't know him well enough to actually ask him to do that. No. I don't care. I'll text him. Yo, Mo, what's up? Yeah, no, I've I've got a I've got a a passing Instagram comment conversation with them that is polite and professional and vaguely amiable. Was, I wouldn't was, presume upon it to ask him to. What was what was the movie you were talking about that we watched? We watched Dig. Yes, and another one, didn't we not? Yeah, um, I think maybe we talked about the Texas Chainsaw thing oh. and uh, Nightlink. I thought we watched um, it, and I might have mentioned this. Before yes, night ride. Um, we're going. To, I'm going to watch it's it. It's cool. Yeah. I quite like it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you should watch it. I, I do like remember it. you talking um, about. I looked at the. Said. 
yeah um somebody's done like i think the poster that they launched with i wasn't particularly mad on but there looks to be like new branding work or new new mm-hmm. work done for netflix so that's good um i think you'll enjoy it yes i don't want to i, I don't want to actually say anything more about it yeah. i think you'll enjoy it um i think we're kind of coming to the end here i watched the first episode of star trek discovery season four i'm not a big fan of star trek discovery i've watched all of them it's a lot of big noise and and shininess but i don't connect to it um that being said first episode was pretty good mm-hmm. but it's just again it again feels like when you when i when i watched nine seasons of the next generation or deep space nine or star trek voyager i was coming back to a world i wanted to be in every time i watch this it feels like a reboot every time every mm-hmm. time i feel like i'm trying to they're trying to establish what this show is and i just don't think i should be in season four going what is this show going to be this time mm. You know, um, they ended season three by putting Captain or Michael Burnham in place as captain of the Discovery for the first time in three seasons. Everybody on the ship was wearing brand new uniforms. It was the sort of kind of it was a nice kind of throwback to the original Star Trek film. Very muted color grays with a blue stripe, a gold stripe or a red stripe down the middle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Um First episode of this, they've switched the uniforms around again, so now the whole jacket's red with a, with a muted stripe down the middle of it. So, like, I know it's a minor quibble, but like, they abandoned that and got whole new uniforms this episode. And I actually think there were two or three different versions of the uniforms. Mm. They're just they're just doing too much. They went to the dress uniforms and they went to like away mission uniforms and they went to like, I know it, I know it's a stupid quibble, but yeah, it's but like, you're a Star Trek fan. They're all stupid quibbles. But it's just, it's just like, why are we? It's just every episode is re-establishing shit, and it's like, can we just be in the fucking just world? Step, why do I step, have to learn? step forward now. Yeah, yeah. I keep having to learn new shit about the basic setup, mm-hmm. and that's what I think. That's part of what's frustrating about it. Once I knew I was in Star Trek, I was in Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, the basic the setup has been established a hundred times. Uh, yeah, every episode, I'm in something kind of new and they're trying to do something it, it, it doesn't work for me it just doesn't work for me um, you can't argue that it isn't fucking big fun and bombastic but it just doesn't feel right to me mm-hmm. um, I'm still watching Picard um, I watched episode 4 last week they're showing those on Amazon um, they're kind of doing a I don't know, is it Star Trek 4 where they go back in time to get the whales? So they're back in LA in the 21st century and no, there's I've, references to that movie. No, I don't want to hear any more of this. Well, hold on. Let me just let me just say, right, I, I loved that movie. Yeah, I did like yeah. it. It was nice. I enjoyed the time travel of yeah, it. I know it's meant to be one of the um, Star, Star Trek movies. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know about that, but people love it. But like, I enjoyed it. And there's a moment in this where... Seven of Nine and oh, I can't remember the name of the other crewmate. They, um, they have to go and rescue their compatriot from ice because we've abandoned any sense of subtlety, metaphor or allusion to to um, social issues. They're just going ice. The Immigration Services of the United States of America were a few years on. They're paramilitary. They are evil. So they're just going, right, any metaphors out the window. Let's just address current social issues. Um, they want to steal a police car 
to go and rescue their mate. And they do, and they drive off at breakneck speeds, crash through a barrier, lots of low-angle shots of the car passing, cars skidding around corners, running up the fucking hill. We've got two minutes of car chase. Nobody's chasing them. There is no established chase happening. They're just speeding. They're just driving recklessly. There is no chasing happening. I don't know what limited budget, what limited environment that they could shoot in. Uh, They didn't have cop cars or something. There's no chase. There's just them driving recklessly. It was really weird. And then when they want to end the sequence, they do have a police car pull up in front of them as if they had been chasing the entire time. But like, that's rough. There's no car chase. There's just fast driving. It was it was really fucking odd. I was like, why is this happening? Um Yeah. Yeah. They're really going back to saving the whales in the series. Well, that, no, that's not the narrative. It's actually it's actually much closer to um first contact with the Borg time travel thing. Okay, okay. Um but but there's they're because they're going back to twentieth century or twenty first century America, it's closer to being that, that kind of movie yeah. than it is the one where they were trying to invent the warp rocket in yeah, okay. 2152 or something yeah. um, okay okay there mm-hmm. is a nice little callback to you know there's a scene where Shatner and Spock are on a LA city bus or is it a San Francisco city bus and there's a punk there playing music and he's like Rah! and he's just like Larry and they're asking him to turn the music down and he like gives him the finger and Spock nerve pinches him and whatever <laughs> and it I don't know if it's the same actor 30 years later but they've got a big ginger prick with a rock with a stereo playing the music that'd be so good would would you turn that down and he goes I'm sorry I just I really like that song it's kind of like a a a shift on it it's like I just I really like that song you should look at it that'd be hilarious it was was a funny little moment but like I'm just kind of it's just endlessly frustrating to be watching a show going why is this not as good as it could be? Hmm. Sorry, make a yawn again. <laughs> yeah. Why is this not as good as it could be? Like, why are these decisions being made X, Y, and Z way? Um, and I'll go back again to um, Star Trek Lower Decks on Amazon as well. Mm-hmm. The animated show. Really good fun. Yeah, okay. Really, it, it's, it's currently the best Star Trek show. Okay, fair. It's... It's it's a hundred percent in keeping with the tone of the four or five Star Trek series as we watched historically. Um, it's got a sort of Family Guy, Rick and Morty. Okay, yeah, I see. I've like seen irrever- irreverence too. You know, Riker and Picard, and you know, like Riker's like real Larry and up for adventure, and you know, everybody's trying to be cool like him, and you know, it it's good fun. Hmm. So it's frustrating. Like they, they they there's an episode where like a character is dead. He died at the end of the first season and he's back in the next season and one of the ensigns is like, wait, what the fuck happened? Why is he back? And like, just shush. <laughs> Bridge crew die and come back all the time. It's, you don't ask the question. You never ask them how they come back, you yeah, know? Yeah. They just, like, it's it's kind of funny. He's kind of obsessing over it. And... Didn't we have a funeral for him? He's like, shush, shush. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about it. Um, yeah. There we go. Did you see the clip I sent you of the um, the Disney Park? Yes, Moon Knight. Yeah, Moon yeah, Knight. very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's nice that they just crept him up onto the. Yeah, they've got a Moonlight Walk Around guy. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. That's yeah. cool, isn't it? Yeah, really, really cool. Yeah, man, I'd love to see it burn up. And um, also, you sent a clip. Of... What I would love is if, as the weeks go on, because at the moment he's just hanging out up there, I'd love it if he like started interacting with Doctor Strange mm. or, you know, I'd love it if it like started kind of building a side narrative. Yeah, or it started to like just to, like either before or after, like the day before the episode airs, he starts hanging around with somebody and it's like, oh god, they might like. I'd love to. I, I would find it interesting if the theme park Easter egged us. Yes, I understand. Yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say? Um, also, that well, uh, the you we saw we watched a trailer for the Survivor with Ben Foster about a chap who was boxing during Ausfish and stuff um, uh, very very good good looking trailer right yeah, but Ben Foster that's, man is phenomenal that's hardly based on a true story or something is uh, it did it say based on a true story can't remember it would be weird if it was well, well it wouldn't be would uh, they were capable of a lot of post world war 2 Harry Haft is a boxer who fought fellow prisoners in concentration camps to survive haunted by memories and guilt he attempts to use high profile fights against boxing legends like Rocky Marciano as a way to find his love again so he's trying to become like there's no social media I guess he's trying to become yeah I know well known to, know, to, uh, to, to put his face out there so she can see him and then other other people are like criticizing because like you survive. What did you have to do to survive? Kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, the the idea that he, he he killed his own people to stay alive is kind of objectionable to people, I guess. Based on the incredible true story of Harry Haft, who after go. being sent to Auschwitz survives not no only spoilers. the unspeakable horrors no of the camp, spoilers. but the gladiatorial boxing spectacle yeah. he's forced to perform with his fellow prisoners for the amusement of his captors. Yeah, I figured it was. I'll true stop story. breathing there. Yeah, I figured it's true story. Um, very good looking trailer. Yes. Ben Foster's kind of unrecognizable since last I saw him. Uh, I've watched loads of his movies between now and whenever you last saw him, I guess. So yeah, I, I, if I he lost him that much weight for those scenes in Auschwitz, mm-hmm. holy Jesus. He's a, he is a beast, yeah. You know, he could have. Mm. But like, actor. yeah, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know, man. I look, I look forward to it. It, it was, it's a good trailer you know mm. um, HBO original mm. I mean I like that era stuff um, Cinderella Man is a favourite of mine oh yeah love it I don't I don't know if you ever watched that yeah I love it it's great I love it I love a boxing movie man yeah I haven't seen one I haven't seen a good one in a while I'm not a, I'm not a boxing fan at all but like I love a boxing movie they're always like great stories whatever it is you know oh uh, it, it, it oddly it gets the adrenaline going as mm. well you know the heart rate starts to bump as the, <laughs> yeah. the thing going yeah well it's late on a Thursday. I gotta skedaddle. You're not wearing trousers. I'm not wearing trousers. It's night time in the small city. It's time to call it a night. Moon night. <laughs> <laughs>